Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, Let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and in just a second, I'll be joined by my co-host, Nick Martin. But first, just want to give you a quick overview of what this podcast is all about. Here at Line Change, we promise quick, actionable shows, giving out advice for NHL bettors. What we can't promise is that it will be pain-free. It will be a lot of pain, Nick. It will be a lot of pain with the teams we'll be betting on. And that's where we like to start with our dogs of the day. For this episode, we're going to talk about Tuesday and Wednesday because we have two games on Tuesday and six games on Wednesday, and we have lines for all of them. So we'll give out our favorite underdogs for these first two opening nights. Let's start with you. You have an underdog circled on Wednesday night. Lay it on the line. Yeah, so not a big dog, just the Kraken are at plus 110. And I think there's a really strong play there. They're playing in Anaheim. And I think these are just two teams that should head in, in kind of opposite directions this season. I think the Kraken are quietly holding a lot more talent up, fr- up front now, a deeper roster now that they've brought in Bjorkstrand, Burakovsky, Beniers should be a difference maker. So I think this is just one where this this could prove to be an early season line where a couple months from now we could be looking at it saying, I think it was really favorable to get the Kraken as an underdog in this spot. And then the Ducks are going to be playing without Trevor Zegers, which is a pretty big hit to them. So I just think this is a good time to get on a team that was really bad last year and hopefully is is going to trend up a lot for us this season. I'm with you. I'm on the crack and I will talk more about that a little bit later in the show. My favorite underdog is Montreal. They're plus 205 at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the Leafs are minus 245. It's opening night. The Leafs are on the first half of a back-to-back. They'll be on the road here. And I just have some questions about their middle six. I have some questions about the goaltending and the fact that you know, their defense has already dealt with a bunch of injuries through the preseason. Rasmus Sandin came into camp late. So I think taking on the Leafs at a big number right now is not so crazy. I think that Montreal, although they finished, this is why we love this show, right? First night, first episode of the season, we bet on the team that finished dead last last season. They should be better. That's a bold prediction, right? They should be better than the dead last, but I, they should be significantly improved from 55 points. This is not the worst team in the NHL. I like the, the goaltending should be adequate with Jake Allen. A lot of young players. This is a almost, I hate to say it because it's such a cliche, but this is almost Montreal Super Bowl. So I like the Habs here. So we got the Kraken, the Habs is our favorite underdogs. Now let's start at the top of the board. Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m., Madison Square Garden. Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 105 on the road. The Rangers, minus 115. The over-under here is five and a half. Couple things about the line. When these two teams played in the Eastern Conference Final, we saw fives and fives and a halves are heavily juiced to the under five and a halves. I wonder if this one's going to get to five. The juice is already on the under five and a half. Igor Shosturkin, Andre Vasilevsky, two best goalies in the league. We saw two fives last in the entire season last year. They both involved the Islanders. It was Islanders Kraken and Islanders Canucks in the like doldrums of February. I think this one ends up closing at least some at some places at five. And the other thing about this line, and then I'll turn it over to you, that surprised me is I thought that the Rangers would be a little bit bigger of a favorite because the kind of external hype with the Rangers was was a little higher. You don't hear much talk about the Lightning, even though they're coming off three trips to Stanley Cup and two out of the last three Stanley Cup championships. So I think it'll end up moving towards the Rangers here, but I got nothing on this game other than I really am interested to see where it goes. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. I think 
we can all say those games on the weekend were pretty dull. This one should be a really good game. I'm super excited to watch it. But yeah, the lines look sharp and it's going to be two teams we want to watch a lot in the East this season. But from a betting perspective, I don't think there's much here for me. Yeah, I think if if it does end up moving significantly towards the Rangers, then maybe a plan that the Lightning comes into play, like I would need plus 105. But I'm shocked that this thing has, has been kind of holding steady at this line. Because I, I think, I know that a lot of preseason forecast models have throwing some cold water on the Rangers hype. But for the most part, I mean, this is a trendy Stanley Cup pick. So did anything, did this jump out to you at all about, did you think that you'd see the Rangers at a, at a short, as a shorter favorite? I, I think this looks about fair, just with how strong the lightning are, I think is the one factor here uh, that, you know, it's not so much a slight on the Rangers that I think are are pretty likely to finish top three in the Metro. Yeah, I think just a lot of people, I'm sure, are high on the Lightning bouncing back this season. I shouldn't even say bouncing back. They yeah. went to the Cup final, but following it up with another big season. Uh, the 10 p.m., that's a 7.30 p.m. puck track. The 10 p.m. game on Tuesday night. This is one I have a play on. Vegas is minus 105 on the road. Kings minus 115 at home. The over-under here is six. Vegas and, and Los Angeles are coming into the season basically priced they're mirrored. They're mirroring one another. 96 and a half, 95 and a half, I believe, are the over-unders. Whatever it is, it's, it's separated by a point there to make the playoff odds are roughly the same. Where you look, like you'll find 10 or you know 20 cents difference here or there. But so these two teams are being priced as peers, and yet the Knights are getting some decent respect as a very, very slight road underdog. This tells you they'd be a favorite on a neutral ice. Sure, you can make that argument, but I think it's probably a little too much respect considering Nick Hague isn't going to be in the lineup. This is a new coach that they'll be working under. And both of these teams, I think the goaltending right now, you'd say is a wash. So in a game that is close to a coin flip on neutral ice, I think working home ice advantage, I like the Kings at minus 115. Yeah, and I, I like that. And I would say I just lean to the over with regards to a total. I think some people will be there. But the one thing that scares me off it a little bit is that the Knights could look a little bit different style-wise under Cassidy, uh, who's obviously proven to be quite defensive in Boston. So I think that's one thing, you know, if I saw this line last season, I'd probably be thinking over with these goaltenders going. But for now, I think it's a good spot to uh, to pass on that starting out the season. All right, so those are the two games on Tuesday night. Then Wednesday, like I said, we have a six-pack. Let's start with the Blue Jackets. They're near 2-1. to one. They're plus 190 on the road. Traveling to Carolina, minus 225. You over under here, six. Carolina's another team being picked by a lot of folks out there as a Stanley Cup, or at least to represent the East in the Stanley Cup final. They're around 10-1 to one to win it all. Before I saw the lines, before we like I was digging into these numbers for the show, I thought that Columbus would be a little bit higher, and I'd be like, God damn, I'm going to have to bet the Blue Jackets on Wednesday night. But this line looks about right to me, so I'll be passing here. You, on the other hand, have an angle you like. Yeah, I have an angle I like uh, that was really profitable going against the Blue Jackets last season. It was a play I loved for a lot of teams. So I see value backing the Hurricanes to win parlayed with the over six at plus 160. There's also some sites that'll let you do the over six with hurricane spread for a considerably better price. I think that's a good angle there. The Blue Jackets, they gave up the fifth worst goals against per game last season at 3.62. They gave up the second most shots and they gave up the fourth worst expected goals against at 3.36. And I don't think any of those issues are that likely to get short up this year. They brought in Gud Branson, who really isn't, I don't think, going to move the needle at all. All the defenders back there aren't overly strong. 
And then now they're going to rely on Line A in a bigger role without Pat, uh, without Oliver Bjorkstrand, who actually has a way better overall impact on the game. So I just think for a lot of reasons, this Blue Jackets team should end up being pretty, pretty weak defensively again this season. And then they're going to be playing a Hurricanes team with a lot of offensive talent and throughout three lines, which I think is a notable comment in this matchup with Columbus because some of those bottom guys could really have a strong night. So yeah, I think we have a better chance that the Hurricanes win a high-scoring game than that number suggests. And I think it's a good spot to go to a play that I really liked last year. I think there's a lot of spots where these over money line parlays with home teams were just clicking at an absurd rate. So hopefully we can start out the season getting another one of those going. Yeah, it does. Bag mentioning that last season was the uh, most successful season for favorites uh, in terms of win percentage, 64.8%. That's the best we saw in our uh, Action Labs database, which goes back to 2005, 2006. And also worth mentioning that overs for the first time in that span clicked at over 50%. So it makes sense there, especially the Blue Jackets, some teams that have those defensive flaws, then they have the goalie that can kind of mask over it. I wouldn't say the Blue Jackets have it, and they don't have the offensive depth to paper over those issues either. All right, I touched on why I like the Habs, but let's set it up for you. The Leafs are minus 245 on the road. Habs plus 205. The over-under, six and a half. Thought we might see seven here, but not yet. Like I said, I like I think the Habs, this is a good spot to go against the Leafs. You probably can wait to get a bigger number, but two plus 200 or better for me is, is fine. Yeah, I can I can see that. Like, Completely agree with your comment. This is the Habs Super Bowl. They're going to want it. They're not coming out and tanking this game. That's for sure. They, they'll want to be there. But I do think the defensive core is not well suited to match up with this Leafs team at all. I think they're going to have a really hard time just hanging in with them. And we'll see how that goes. I think one thing, if the lines aren't going to move, you could probably wait to see how Toronto's roster is going to shake up officially tomorrow because they do have to make some play some cap gymnastics. But I think this is one where it's just going to be a team. I'm, you know, I, I'm very high on the Leafs this year, higher than probably any other respected analyst, I'd say. And I just think they're going to come out and just their top guns are going to dominate in this matchup. I think I'm hoping so. And then if not, it's an angle where maybe if they have a slow start, I'll probably personally be watching for live bets, uh, banking on the Leafs to, to start to take the game over as it gets going. Another 7 p.m. start, Boston Bruins plus 125 on the road, traveling to our nation's capital. By the way, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you. I didn't say that off the top of the show, but uh, to, to my nation's capital, I should say, Washington, D.C. The caps are minus 145. The over-under here is six. This line, I mean, these lines have been out for a while, so this line has moved towards Washington with news of the Bruins' injury issues. We knew about Marchand. We knew about Grizzlick. We knew about Charlie McAvoy. Grizzlick might play somehow, but good for him. But Taylor Hall is also going to be out, so the forward depth is a concern. As this thing continues to tick towards Washington, the closer and closer I'm going to get on Boston. I think it needs to go a little bit further. 135 is what I'm looking for. I doubt it gets there, so I'll probably be passing here. What are your thoughts? You're a Capitals fan. Is this line, has it moved too much? I would say it's just moved past a play for me. I had publicly posted that I'm on the Caps earlier. I think minus 130 was the number when I had posted it. Uh, I think there's value to minus 135. But yeah, it, for, for me, it's just into a pass range now. And the one comment I will make, the Caps, TJ Oshie and Dimitri Orlov would both be very notable absences and are possible. I'll take the chance to pump my boy's tire. Uh, I think you know I love Dimitri Orlov. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. So if the Caps are without him, that is that kind of changes things a little bit for me. But yeah, for now, I'd, I'd say you're happy if you've got minus 130, minus 135 with the Caps. But then beyond that, I think it's just a pass for me. 
as a good reminder that you can follow the line change podcast in the action network app. We'll, we'll log our best bets and underdog plays in there. Uh, you can follow Nick at Nicholas K Martin and me at Leboff M L E B O F F M in the action Network app. Be sure to download the app to track all your hockey pain throughout the season. 9 30 PM puck drop. This one, speaking of pain, Chicago Blackhawks plus 310 Colorado avalanche minus 380 at home. Be raising. They'll be unfurling. The Stanley Cup banner, six and a half is the total. This line's not going to stop at 310, right? Like this thing, the, the Blackhawks are just going to keep lengthening and lengthening and lengthening. And I'm just going to be looking at it and looking at it and looking at it and just being like, at some point, I'm going to do it. I don't want to. This could be the worst team in the league against the best team. It is the Stanley Cup favorite, Colorado Avalanche taking on the second favorite to win the wooden spoon, finish with the worst record of the league. Chicago Blackhawks, it's, it's in Colorado. Every team has a price. Like, what number would you need? Is there a price out there? I think I'd need a pretty big number. The ones I'd be considering, especially first game of the year, is maybe seeing what you can get on the Blackhawks early on, maybe a first period plus half a goal, something like that, or or just looking for you know Colorado to push the play late. We've seen how that can go, and maybe if they get in a situation where they're trailing, especially to this Chicago team, it's just going to be just playing in Chicago's end. I don't think... Much other than that. But yeah, for me, it's like, how often do you think Chicago actually win this game? 20% right. of the time? Yeah. Like that, it might be a lot lower that than still that. still seems yeah. hard yeah. to, I don't know. So for me, I typically don't get involved with these types of games too much. And I, I don't think I will here. The one sliver of hope I could see for Chicago is Peter Morazic, like, he was a, a a disaster for the Leafs, but most of that was injury, right? He didn't play. And the year before that, he was injured. And he put in this small sample size for Carolina, he put up great numbers. And, and we've just seen it from him that he can be a top level goalie. It's just going to be in a really small burst because he, he doesn't really stay healthy. And when he plays a little bit too much, he, he does seem to get exposed because he's such a kind of aggressive, hyperactive goaltender. That's the one kind of path I could see. And, and that's the same with any NHL underdog, right? You're, you're asking for your sure. goalie to stand on his head. You could see a slot like some of those those weekend games. The Predators won both, but it was pretty ugly. Like the first yep. game was like all over. I was trying to analyze what I even thought of it. Like it seemed like early on San Jose didn't quite capitalize on some big breakdowns from Nashville. And then later on, Nashville were kind of pinning them in their own zone. And, and you could kind of see the difference in quality of depth players. But yeah, I think early on, it's just that's kind of the angle they're looking for. Maybe it's a sloppy game. There's some, some untypical breakdowns from the avalanche and they hang around, which is definitely possible, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, and it's yeah, just, we'll see how it goes. The avalanche of course are, I mean, they, they haven't named the starter yet, but it could be Georgiev and it could be his first start for a new team. We need some pressure on him, but that's, that's enough about the Hawks and abs. Let's talk about the Canucks and the Oilers. Vancouver's plus 150, the Oilers minus 175 at home. The over-under here is six and a half. Originally, I think we both were going to end up being on Vancouver in this one. There are some injury notes to talk about. Brock Besser, Ilya Mikheyev, Travis Dermott, and Tyler Myers on the back end. Besser and Mikheyev up top for Vancouver. Could all be missing. Besser, definitely. The other three likely to be out. So here's the thing. I think this line should probably end up moving towards Edmonton as, as those kind of injuries become confirmed. So you might get a bigger number and two, uh, the goaltending mismatch Thatcher Demko versus Jack Campbell. You talked about it a lot in our preseason previews, which you can hear on line change about how we think that the market might be overrating what Jack Campbell will mean 
to the Oilers. This is a goalie who he had a great first half of the season, then he was bad in the second half, and that kind of nets out to what we think he is, which is he could be a slightly above or slightly below average goalie. Just not going to be that significant of a difference over what the Oilers had. Whereas Thatcher Demko could be one of the best in the league. I think most people would say he's probably top six or seven right now, and he's only getting better. So I think it's Vancouver or nothing here. The injuries are concerning, um, but I'll likely be in on Bruce Boudreaux and his Canucks. Yeah, I think it's Canucks or nothing for sure. I'm a little bummed with how it's working out that they are going to be depleted for this game, which should be a really good contest. But yeah, I think it's... I definitely want to see how things go before I get involved with Campbell and the Oilers. i obviously a lot lower on that situation than some. Toronto last year had some of the best defensive analytics in the league. And I know a lot of people you know, think whatever, the Leafs are softer in front of goal than they looked, that sort of thing, want to pick on them, that's fine. But I think if you really watch Jack Campbell boil down his play. He, to me, he doesn't look like a top goaltender. He's he's fairly small in the net. He's he's a little all over. He's prone to some softer goals. So I think getting involved in this one at that price is a little scary for me with Demko on the other end. And yeah, I love Demko. I think he's the best goalie in the division by a decent margin. If you put him in Calgary's net, it'd be pretty fun to watch how I think it would look. Um, so yeah, I think those are the fair points. And then the one thing I'll get in there too that I'm going to be watching prop-wise uh, Andre Kuzmenko has been looking unreal on Vancouver's top power play unit, and he's definitely going to play top six minutes all game, especially if they end up without Besser and Garland. He's going to be used heavily. So he's a guy that if the books undervalue him coming in with not much of a name and new to the NHL, and if we can kind of see shots, points, assist, goals, whatever, at some super long prices, I think there's going to be a lot of value there. And lastly... Uh, we'll talk again about the crack in there. Plus 110 against the Ducks, minus 130. The over-under here is six. I like Seattle, you like Seattle. We kind of touched on it. We we think that just when you're looking at these two teams in a vacuum, one of one is trending in the right direction after a really poor season last year, and the other's kind of slowly getting there, but this is more of a long-term thing, right? Like the Ducks will, will get there eventually. They have a great prospect system, but to see these two teams kind of price as equals is, is a little off. Like you said, the Ducks are also dealing with injury issues, so it's cracking for me here. Yeah, I think the only argument in favor of the Ducks is that they have a, a big edge in goal, but for me, that's... And even then, we don't know if it'll be that big of an edge if Grubauer bounces back and, right. and really, you know, Gibson did have a pretty bad season last year. So I think that's kind of the only area where I, I personally think they have uh, an edge. So to get the Kraken at plus 110 is, is pretty strong, I think. All right, let's go on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday and Wednesday. That's October 11th and 12th. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I'll start. I like on Tuesday night, I like the Kings over the Golden Knights. Los Angeles minus 115 at home. Uh, the futures market is telling us that these two teams are basically peers they're basically being priced as equals uh when you look at season point totals to make and miss the playoff odds even further down the line at divisional odds etc and yet uh the game to game market is telling you that the knights would be a decent favorite on neutral ice i think that is probably wrong especially with vegas dealing with nick hague not in camp he hasn't signed yet he's a very important defenseman for a now a pretty thin defense core uh, when you consider the pieces that have shuffled in and out for this team, the depth is an issue. Plus, we don't know. We just don't know about their goaltending. We'll find out as the season goes on. The goaltending matchups a wash. I think that the teams, the defense is a wash. The offensive talent is. You can give a slight edge to the to the Knights, but it's not much. You look at the five on five metrics from last year. These two teams 
were pretty similar, both top 10 in terms of generating scoring chances, expected goals rate, shot share, throwing the fact that Vegas is breaking in a new coach. I think that this is a good price on Los Angeles as a slight home favorite. So I'll take the Kings minus 115 as my favorite bet for these two nights. What about you? I'm going to go with the over six and the Hurricanes play at plus 163. I think there's a really good chance we at at worst see the Canes win and push that over at six. I think this one maybe gets to six and a half. There's a lot uh, of Blue Jackets games late last year that were pushing to six and a half and seven overnight. And I think that could be something that we see coming into Wednesday. So yeah, I think for that long of a number, we have a pretty good chance of cashing this one. So the Canes over six, same game parlay for you. Los Angeles Kings for me and then our underdogs Montreal and Seattle and that wraps up our opening night's episode of Line Change we will be back on Thursday morning to preview that night's game but until then for Nick Martin I'm Michael Lee Buff best of luck with all your hockey bets <laughs>